welcome to Tea Time Theology. My name is Taylor Wilkie, and I'm going to be the host for Season 3 of the podcast. Today, my guests are previous hosts, Ivy Swinski. Hi. <laughs> Ivy's not used to being interviewed. This is the interviewer, not the interviewee. And, uh, and our Season 2 host, Mariah Akande. Hello. Did I get that right? That's correct. Nice job. Last season, I had to record the credits four times. <laughs> That's okay. We had. Last season, we had to do a lot of things. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, just to introduce myself a little bit, I, I'm usually uh, uh, not behind the microphone, I'm, or I guess, which would be behind or in front? Like, I'm in front of the mic. I'm usually behind, behind the soundboard. Yes. I'm usually behind the, the soundboard. Side. I'm the silent. I'm the silent man who makes all of this sound as good or as terrible as you think it does. <laughs> um, um, where do you guys want to start? Yeah, so I think yeah. similar to when I started to be the host for season two, I had Ivy on who was season one host and we kind of just had a little chat and um, helped she passed the baton on to me and now we are in turn passing the baton on to you and um, so maybe we can talk a little bit about the theme for this season, your your pick cool. theme, and then we can maybe talk a little bit about what what we're watching. Sounds nice. Good. So full disclosure, when uh, I was sitting at home watching television and my phone beeped and someone texted me and said, "Hey, would you like to be a part of a podcast for the Pixel Dances Rhode Island?" I thought to myself, "Absolutely, we should do a podcast about uh, God and pop culture." And uh, so this season is about that. And I'm just telling you guys, this has been my secret agenda the entire time. <laughs> you waited three seasons. I waited three. I waited a whole. I waited a whole year, and I'm just like, it's just gonna happen. Just let it happen. We can't just dive into this topic right away. We have to ease into it. And uh, and I think now is my time. Now is the time. Yes. Um, so like I said, this season is gonna be talking about God and pulp culture. Um, we're gonna have clergy members and. Uh, come onto the podcast to discuss episodes of uh, TV shows or movies that have a specific focus or some type of allegory to faith, religion, or scripture. And we're going to dive into those topics and really talk about what they mean, how faithful was the show to the written word, what what is the general message of the episode, and how can we use the morality put forth in the episode to maybe guide our way through our faithful lives. Yeah, I mean, I really like this topic because I will always and forever out myself as someone who's like not totally plugged into pop culture. So when you first said the idea, I was hesitant only because I was like, I literally wouldn't know how to go about this at all. But I'm not the host this season, so I think it's really great. I'm so excited for this season. I love God and pop culture. I think it's such an easy transition between the two of them. And also, it's a lot of shows that I just personally watch. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to see clergy that I like talk about shows that I like. So it'll be great. <laughs> and what I think is cool, too, I mean, we're all young adults, and the world only continues to get more modernized with like technology, social media, and the way that we connect with one another. And it's, 
it's no secret that like interest in the church has been on a decline for a really long time and is probably at some kind of all-time low. I'm not sure, you know, maybe in the past year people have started seeking out faith more, you know, just because of the worldwide pandemic and, you know, what it's doing for our self-reflection. But um, I don't know. I think this season is going to, I'm I'm hopeful to kind of learn a little bit more about my own faith and how I move through this world as a young person of faith when not a lot of my peers um are that interested in going to church or talking about scripture. And it's specifically consuming media that does have like religious undertones to it because like I just remember when Take Me to Church came out, that mm, song, yeah. and everyone was like, this is so great. And I'm like, did you listen to it? Because that's not what this song is about, like, at all. <laughs> so Really, the people... only thing is that he says the word church. <laughs> yeah, and he, like, refers to her as, like, a gothic cathedral at one point mm. in the song. But there's, like, nothing about it is about, like, actually entering a church building. Right. So I think it will also be fun to talk about um, TV shows that genuinely do have these themes in them mm. and whether they're positive or negative and we've talked that it's a lot of sci-fi but I also mm. think that like sci-fi really lends itself to allegory mm. and that is sort of why it's a lot of sci-fi also like mm. we're nerds we like <laughs> but we'll do it's okay I'm a nerd I will self I will self disclose <laughs> if it's up to me this would be a Star Trek podcast yeah yes. but um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, this season because as a and this is going to come up th- throughout my notes that I've been taking of watching pre-watching all these episodes um, I was not raised in the Episcopal faith. I was raised Roman Catholic, and I recently found my way to the Episcopal to the Episcopal way of worshiping. And I'm excited to really sit down across from a priest and really dig down into um, specifically TV shows that have have influenced the perfect person who I am, and how the messages and the morality of them reflect in this new faith that I found. It's true. I think that at least I can break my life down into TV shows I watched during a certain thing. Yeah. Like, my life was dominated by Glee in high school. Like, I was mm-hmm. definitely... But, like, and but I have shows like that for every single part of my life. Mm. Uh, and the only reason I bring up Glee is because it premiered 12 years ago, and that just made me feel really old. We <laughs> are not old. <laughs> That's a good point, though. I mean, as I moved around a lot as a kid, and so, yeah, TV or, like, what was on at the time is... It's always, like, easy for me to ima- imagine, like, where I was um, mm. when I was watching that show. So that's a good yeah. point. And or, like, if a certain episode... Aired. Like, I remember going home from my grandmother's funeral and watching Glee that night mm-hmm. with my family because, like, that was my coping skill at that time mm-hmm. because I was, like, in high school and you have no coping skills in high school. But, like, and I, I think that that is also something that, like, part of who we are is the media that we consume. So, as young adults, we're consuming the Bible as a type of media, but we're also consuming these shows, so having them melt together right and also watching stuff as a coping mechanism is still very much a common coping mechanism i mean all throughout the pandemic it's like what are you watching like what do i watch next like it's a really common way to to comfort and self-soothe so um and connect 
And connect, yeah, for sure. I used to not like the question like, what are you watching? Because I didn't watch that much TV and I was like out and about doing stuff, but I actually really love the question now because I want to know, I'm like, what are you watching that is still sticking with you? Or like, what have you watched recently that like got you thinking and now you're like reflecting on some kind of question that this movie or show or music video like got you thinking about? So mm -hmm. to that point, mm -hmm. what are you guys watching? <laughs> well, I think uh, for me personally, um, I mean, I'm always watching, I'm constantly watching and rewatching like the old standard Simpsons, mm -hmm. Futurama, Star Trek, all those. But this really, what I really dug deep into, and I kind of been putting it off for a while, was Shit's Creek. Mm. Did you guys watch Shit's Creek? I we love Shit's Creek. <laughs> we love the show. I, I think everybody loves Shit's Creek, but uh, uh, David and Patrick. <laughs> David and Patrick, exactly. So perfect. Oh my god! Like I like I'm I've, a Laura, uh, like uh, the wigs, the Laura. choices, the accents. <laughs> why? I just why. <laughs> I guess as a straight white white, white guy, um, I've ne I've always watched TV shows with gay and, or gay characters in them, and I didn't really like. I, I really like, I, I always kind of like bumped up against it, mm -hmm. um, but for some reason in Shit's Creek, I never, I never bumped against Patrick, and. I can't remember David. David David and Patrick. I never like that relationship was so well written and so so well portrayed by them that I never I never thought like oh this is two guys in a relationship I just thought oh this is just two people in a relationship it's not. amazing and that having like, queer writers will do yeah, to your queer couples absolutely and, and like, just showing like like a different narrative of mm -hmm. how things can actually happen in the world like even when Patrick's parents find out Oh my god, that's such a good episode. And you're so worried. The whole episode, you're like on edge because you are like, you're like, oh no. Like his parents are not going to be happy with, they're like very, they're quiet and they seem uptight. And like to just find out that like, that's not, they don't, they're like, whatever. That's besides the point. Why isn't he talking to us? Like, is mm -hmm. our relationship in jeopardy? We love him. And so just like seeing that as a possibility um, was just, I don't know, everything about that show, it's hilarious, it's written so beautifully, um, and you really watch so many characters like evolve. Also, should I have said spoiler, like have people not seen it? It has been a full year and they won like every Emmy and Golden Globe. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's, watch the show like, if you yeah. haven't. Like, like we haven't spoiled anything, like that show is just funny every yeah, moment of it. Oh, and, and it's just amazing what, what, what can happen when you have, um, like, a show that has such a good pedigree of writers mm. and actors. I mean, Eugene Levy is, like, Ugh, the so godfather of comedy at this point. Like, I don't know if you guys watched Dan Levy's SNL. No, yes. I didn't. It was, like, one of the best SNLs in years, and I truly believe it's because Dan Levy was in the room when yeah. they were writing the sketches, and he's like, Dan Levy is from SCTV, and SCTV invented... What SNL does now? Well, right. You are you? Do you mean Eugene Levy? No, Dan Levy. Dan. No, nope. Eugene Levy is the father. Is the dad? Uh, right. And, and Dan plays. Did David. I screw that up? No, 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 no. Okay, I was just asking. I know that Dan hosted the SNL, but Eugene is part of SCTV. Eugene Levy's his dad. Right. Yes. Okay. But Dan wasn't part of. Right. SCTV. 
Correct. But okay. his dad was there. We're all together again. It's great. You do it was, love it. It was amazing, is what we're yes, doing. Yes. It's the eyebrows. The eyebrows, for sure. What else have we been watching? I'm trying to think, because it's like, what have we been watching when? It's been like 15 months of just nonstop watching. So my family, during the pandemic, watched all of RuPaul's Drag Race mm. from season one and we just had the finale of season 12 so that was like a, a three month commitment and personally one thing that I really loved is that um, RuPaul ends every episode with if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love somebody else and it reminds me so much of Bishop Curry's whole like shindig of if it's not about love it's mm-hmm. not about God mm-hmm. and I'm like they're literally the same message, and yet, <laughs> and yet. So now I'm just like, can we have RuPaul put Bishop Curry in drag, and how do we make that happen, and have the two of them together? But that might start be. a letter writing. Campaign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just tweet at both of them, be like, you two need to meet. Um, but I think it's so interesting that like, and it's in the same queer spaces. I guess we only consumed queer content during the pandemic, um, but. And that idea of like genuine love and mm. how just that is even holy in itself because we had mm. talked that like oh there's not really an episode we can do about Shit's Creek but mm. like the idea of just having this like unconditional love mm. is holy mm-hmm. which would then make Shit's Creek holy. I'm really trying to pull the strings yeah. here. I do really want Shit's Creek. Well, I mean, so for me, I've again watched one million things. One thing I think was good about the pandemic is that. I am so wrapped up in my own like busyness that I really only have time to rewatch things because I don't have the mental capacity to take in a new storyline. So mm. pre-pandemic, I would only like rewatch shows and if I were to watch something new, it would be a movie because it was like a one-time commitment. I have now branched out and like also the office is off of Netflix, so I have to watch something else. Um, <laughs> and I I've been watching so much, but recently I've just been on this huge anime kick. Mm. Like, I can't stop watching anime, and I've been watching Demon Slayer, and I don't... There's so much to say about it, and there's also a a new movie out about it that I haven't seen yet, but I've heard is amazing. But basically, the few things that I can say about it are like, one, it's just so visually pleasing. It's done in this like 3D animated way where at first it might be a little hard to like watch, but after you see like one 20 minute episode, you're like in for it. So it's beautiful. But the premise is like this very young kid, he might be like 14 or something. In the first episode, his family gets massacred by a like demon. And so he is the only one who lives and he becomes, he like trains to be a demon slayer and um, he like travels around the world one slaying demons and trying to save other people from that kind of fate but also trying to discover how to bring demons out of that demon state and become humans again and so i'm only like part way through it but it's looking like that's going to be through like love and through like uh power friendship almost like through identifying them as a living being and like um because the last episode was like this demon who used to be a writer 
and he was about to kill everybody, but then the guy was like, the demon slayer was like, oh, I read your stuff, and like, you know, I see that you've felt a lot of pain, and like, I just want you to know that like, I see who you are, and then you like, see this demon as it's dying, like, turn back into a human. Mm -hmm. So I think that too, it's like this ever, never-ending theme of like, love is the overall power and it can like heal so many of our wounds and that is i mean there's a reason why bishop curry is like obsessed with love is the way like because it truly is the way to be the closest to god that we can be so it's what we have the capacity for so that's what i've been watching i now need to go look at that because i had never heard of that before so uh, that's awesome is it subs or dubs both nice yeah it's a very high budget anime, so you nice. get you get to choose. And but what's gonna be great about this season is like we're gonna try to explore a lot of different shows. Some very old, some new, and um, you know sci-fi heavy, but trying to branch out as well. And um, yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I'm gonna be really interested to see what all these different clergy and you know people in the community, people of faith, are watching and and finding themes of of spirituality and God and love, yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited. This season's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. And we get the bishop this season. This yes. bishop, yes. Bishop Curry is on the, is on no. the show. <laughs> not, what? You know it's not Bishop Curry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Oh we could have just, we could, we could have played the game. We could have teased it uh, like the whole season and then it just didn't happen. Uh, or got that fake buzz going. Yes. <laughs> And then he hears about it, then he actually comes on. We'll work on it. I know. Season <laughs> season five, everybody. Bishop Curry. But anyway, seriously, though, um, I really hope you guys enjoy this season. And uh, I'm really happy that you guys have allowed me to take the reins this time around. It's going to be fun. You That's can it. follow us on at Tea Time Theology, and every Friday before the episode drops on Tuesday, we're gonna be announcing which episode. So you can either watch it before it premieres, or you can watch the episode after you've listened to our take on it. Yeah, all of our socials will be in the episode description, and uh, looking forward to see you all soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank, thank you guys for coming in and saving my butt on that exit and on that on that outro. Okay, guys. Thanks, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tea Time Theology, a ministry of St. John's Cathedral in Rhode Island. We would like to thank our producers, Mo Akande, Ivy Swinsky, and Taylor Wilkie. Special thanks to Mo Akande and David Hines for the Season 3 music, and our sponsors, the Episcopal Diocese of Rhode Island and the Right Reverend Nicholas Nisley. Follow us at Tea Time Theology on all social medias.